Now, um, I like to think we can talk about anything on, on the back foot, as long as it's loosely running related. You guys might be thinking, yep, yeah, but try a little less nonsense. Um, we like to learn a bit about running. So, uh, I was in the sauna on Monday, and um, you definitely get some random chats there. And uh, a man asked me if I would touch his arm to feel how cold it was after going in the uh, in the cool uh, under the bucket, you know, the ice, whatever, well, not ice bucket, is it the cold water? And uh, we talked about hot water and cold water therapy. Well, he did. And uh, yeah, I was just thinking, don't don't such random things happen in saunas. There you go. What a great start. We've um, got. A nice guest today, her name is Rachel Steen. Uh, I will do a bit of an intro when the podcast starts. She's talking to us about um, her journey with running and having babies. So something probably a little bit different, but I still think it's related to fell running. Um... A little bit of news on our roaming reporters. Uh, On the 20th of June at Moleside Fell Race, um, a fell running legend was encountered. Um, Darren Fishwick, finishing third, said he was very pleased to meet legend uh, Alex Fowler, who has made a strong recovery from his ankle injury, placing second, winning a £15 voucher and a big bar of Kendall Mint Cake. So, excellent to hear Alex is back out there. Um, I hope he will still be doing us some Roman reporting, but he could be doing some Roman racing as well. We haven't heard anything from Nick Barber since his 1980s uh, theme tune burst him onto the scene at um, Duddon Valley, but I hope he will keep giving us his witticisms and, uh, you know, updates. And then, just to show that he's not just a man of the fells, we have our favourite uh, Three Peaks reporter, Dan Howarth, running a 14.44 5k tonight. So, uh, nice one, Dan. Um, keep that pace up, and uh, you're looking frighteningly fast for these short fell races. This week in fell running in the Peak District, we're, we're at Haversage Gala Week, and we've been back to Haversage Gala Fell Race. Uh, it was a great run. It was a bit of a wet night at times, but it wasn't bad when we were actually running. Um, bit of a stacked field. We had Steve Vernon, Steve Franklin. We had Bertie Halton, the... Uh, race winner, Philippa Williams, the female race winner. Uh, we had Bart Shaw taking prizes in the Vet 40s. That um, little bit of addendum there, they, they, they were doing something where if you didn't claim your prize um, on the night, then it would get passed down. So well done, Bart. I know you uh, were quick to admit it wasn't your actual prize, but still didn't go away empty-handed after a fine race. Um, 
great to see Jeff of Matlock running strong, doing some strong strides before the race and finishing strong down that last hill. There were some uh, friendly faces from Hallam Shaharias out on the course doing some roaming reporting for, for their club. It was a really great night in Haversidge. Uh, big thanks to Damien Thacker, the race organiser. The prizes were top level. Uh, the course was a good four miles up and down. Joe Oldfield was there running well. He was off in the distance from me in some very casual attire. Um, it was a great evening to be a fell runner and many more will be coming next on the podcast we have the organiser of Chapel Fell Top Fran Blackett who I'll be speaking to to get the lowdown on that but without any further ado I will move on to today's guest Rachel Steen This is a podcast, we talk about running, we talk about other things too. So please come and join us, we hope you enjoy this. This is On The Bake. So here we are on our third take of an intro. (laughs) (laughs) Because... I think maybe I'm nervous that we might actually hit some like serious notes on this episode. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> but also, it's not going to be a really uh, harsh, serious episode. It's going to be a little bit of, well, you, Rachel Steen, are a very good friend of mine, partner of a podcast favourite for everyone, Bart Shaw. So, you know, people might have heard of... Uh, Heard you get mentioned even sometimes, beating me at Sierra Nell um, last year. Oh, Charlie, I tried to run it home with you. <laughs> tried to run it home, but you weren't having any of it. <laughs> we could have crossed the line holding hands. I could have. But I hear you don't cross, um, hold hands across the line, do you? Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to... Well, well, let's talk about you first, because I think, like, is it always interesting to know how someone got into running... Uh, how you started, what brought you to Totley, where we, you know, became friends, um, and kind of like what what running has been to you during your life. Like, when did you start running? Who, who spurred you on? And I'm just gonna let you go. Okay, Charlie. <laughs> it's nice to be here. Thank you, um, and an absolute pleasure being your friend the last um, few years. Um, <laughs> brought a lot of joy to our lives. Um, uh, so where what was the yeah, question? When, when, <laughs> when did I start running? When did you this start running? This is where we've gone yeah. wrong, isn't it? Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, um, so I started running at uni, um, and I'm not. So as uh, I think, I guess the first thing to say is that I'm not um, anywhere near as good a runner as a lot of the runners who you've had on the podcast. I enjoy running, um, but not not very good at it. Um, but then, yeah, that's all relative, isn't it? So um, I really enjoy it, um, and I. Um, Ran with a few mates at uni, um, did a few half marathons, but that was about it. Yeah. And um, a lot of my mates um, moved away when I um, finished university and I essentially didn't have any running mates left and found that I was hitting winter and I was like, wanting to go for a run, but it was yeah. dark and cold and wasn't really wanting to go running. And a mate of mine was in, in Totley 
um, my friend Shona, and she recommended it. Oh, brilliant. Um, and, um, yeah, so... Um, Tell me your first I, Totley Club run. I think I... What did I do for first Totley Club run? I don't remember it, actually. I think it might have been going to the... I went, turned up at the cricket and went on a fell run, and I was like, yeah, this, looks, this is good. Nice. And it's just friendly people to go running with. And actually, throughout that winter, it then allowed me to run on a Tuesday and a Thursday, yeah. in the evening, after work, yeah. in the dark... Yeah, with some mates and some people, and it was I always turned up with people to talk to, and it was always really nice. And you covered quite a lot of distance, not necessarily at speed, but it was yeah. a, a lot of distance, and you could actually rack up the mileage during the week just by turning up to the club runs. And everyone was super friendly. Um, yeah, and ended up doing a few of the fell the fell evening fell races were just kind yeah. of what you, then you kind of you know fall in love with it all day. Well, they've been your first fell races as well then. So my first first fell race was Burbage. Burbage oh Club. nice when they did it the other way around so it was quite a while ago yeah okay. so opposite way around and the sun was setting beautiful evening it was just yeah perfect you know it was just so nice yeah and I just think yeah that was that was what's better than this and I've been at a really busy day at work that day you know yeah. finish and you just race off to the fell race and and you navigated um, that first one successfully I mean Steve Franklin once famously uh, got lost <laughs> on Burbage Skyland I don't have the issue of being at the front Charlie so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that isn't an issue for me <laughs> these short fell races yeah no normally yeah like in the queue at the stiles and the gates yeah actually not on actually I don't think there's any stiles and gates on Burbage Skyline actually but. okay um. <laughs> well <laughs> I'm having one of the race organisers coming up next uh, on the podcast and I am going to ask the question because it's become a bit of a debate like on a few questions about you know whether there should be separate men's and women's races so that you aren't always like stuck at the stiles and women might get a bit more of a chance to navigate would you have an opinion on that oh it's such a tricky one isn't it um I don't, I don't because I'm not really up there in the women's mm. field I don't really think I do have a massive opinion on yeah. that really um you know what the, the one thing is it's really nice to sometimes watch a fell race yeah so actually with some of the like English champs stuff when they have been separate it's been really fun to be able to watch the men you know yeah definitely um so yeah um apart from that no, I don't really have a massive opinion on that. Because generally where I am in in the group, there's a mixed a mixture of women and men. Yeah. And sometimes that's quite nice. So, yeah. yeah. Don't have a massive feeling on that. And if we go um, back further, mm-hmm. like go back further before, so you started running with your mates at uni. Yeah. What about like school times? Were you like good at cross country or did you play other sports? What brought... Did, did a bit of running. Did a bit okay. of running, but yeah. not kind of not much. No. Um, no, to be honest. And played tennis and yeah. did a bit of hockey and stuff, but nothing. So you yeah. just general. No, all yeah. but did a lot of hiking. Yeah. So definitely did a lot. Loved being in the mountains. Yeah, because your dad's into his climbing. Yeah, isn't he? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did a lot of hiking. Okay. Um, so I was in the mountains a lot and loved. I've always loved the mountains. So that yeah, fell running when kind of running in mountains kind of hit. Comes came, together came nicely. Together. It was really nice. Yeah. 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 Okay, Mount Higger, Mount Burbage. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Not big, big mountains nearby. That's what's so great um, though, isn't it? And like, I think that what we're really blessed with in Sheffield is actually we have a very accessible way into fell running because, yeah. you know, you're not too likely to like get horribly lost and come a cropper on a lot of our local fell races. No, it's never too serious, is it? Or no. you can get, I think you can get a bit 
literally stuck in a bog on Kinder, I think, yeah. and lost. But I think apart from that, I don't think you can get anywhere too dangerous, can you? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we can we can be a bit mocking, a bit patchy. It's a really like good thing about the Sheffield scene, I think, yeah, and, it is. and that like the Peak District. Okay, so you you came into running at university, joined Totley, never looked back. <laughs> yeah, no, never looked back. <laughs> um, yeah, and then just enjoyed running since then, really. Yeah, um, and then um, yeah. Um, but you've really kept going, and actually, you were playing yourself down. But your half marathons—I think your half marathon times are pretty good. Around Sheffield half, you've well, done all right there. Well, it depends. It's all kind of relative. relative. Yeah, but like you—you <laughs> you, like—you definitely someone who. I prefer when... the fells. I don't really like clock watching and looking no. at my watch and trying to do minute miling or anything like that. So I'm not a massive. Yeah. Yeah. I was think I was trying to say that I feel that when you like commit to a task, I do feel like you know. So you did Sheffield half after having like baby Jasmine, didn't yeah. you? And then it wasn't actually that long. And then no, yeah, know. I was really raring to go. Yeah, to get back and, and you trained really well. <laughs> didn't you like run a PB. Yeah, yeah, I did actually. But uh, I think that was because I was kind of raring to go. Yeah, but I think I really enjoyed training for that. But I think. I do really, I then, yeah, kind of following on from that, did more fells, was kind of yeah. more enjoying the fell stuff. And then we, like, like we're all training up for Sierra Zinal, which was yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, just amazing being out there and doing that. And um, yeah, some of the Because you could play things stuff. down, but I do yeah. think, like, if we're talking men and women and running, like, actually, guys do have an advantage that they might, if they end up having children, they might not have to take, you know, an extended period out of their, their training cycle. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. Yeah, um, no, me and Bart talk about this all the time. <laughs> I'm had up this time off. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's my turn to train. <laughs> yes. Um, me and Bart um, were talking about this. He was saying, yeah, he's looking forward. He was, he was being quite supportive. He's looking forward to your No, Bart's being allowed. Like, um, so, yeah, for context, I'm actually pregnant again for my, with my second um and um who's due yeah very due very very soon and um i um which is very obvious to charlie but not obvious really to the <laughs> listeners and um uh yeah we were talking about the fact that um i um yeah um i'm obviously wanting to get back to running and i've had quite a bit of time off but bar is um going off and doing as many fell races as possible at the moment yeah, <laughs> i'm getting quite tired actually i'm like doing a fell race every week <laughs> it's like no you've got to do them <laughs> gotta get, get out of your system yeah gotta get these out of the system <laughs> um <laughs> and that's kind of what the probably the biggest subject before we talked about today <clears throat> was was like your experience in terms of well, get, get getting pregnant, yeah. I'd say, and yeah, yeah. and like how obviously we're having a bit of a history of your running. You love getting out in the hills. You love running socially. Yeah. So Tuesdays and Thursdays at Totley was a big thing for you. Yeah. And then, well, I sort of just leave you in with that, and then because because you were saying it was quite, it was a bit of a bit of a world where you weren't hundred percent sure what you should be doing. When you were wanting to have a baby, yeah, be healthy. Yeah, should yeah. you be running? That kind of question. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so totally. So I guess um, 
Charlie and I were talking about this and we've talked about this quite a lot over the last few years just because women's kind of health and running and we talk about performance we talk about like enjoyment of it all mental health all of that sort of stuff and just as being mates and the fact we both like running I guess there was something around um yeah I'd say around the I say uh, around that sort of uh, maybe a couple of years into joining Totley I um Bart and I got married and then we decided we wanted to have children mm. and um it didn't happen <laughs> basically yeah. it didn't happen and I was running at the time really enjoying running running kind of sort of three three sometimes even four times a week but I wouldn't say um so as I've already said I'm not a professional athlete I'm not anywhere <laughs> up there in terms of times <laughs> feel free to look at my time it's very boring please don't <laughs> um but that very very much yeah. running for me has been about um, mental health, keeping myself like happy and healthy. I love the endorphin release of running yeah. and just all of that rather than kind of chasing the times and things. It's, I enter a race because I want to do the race, not because yeah. I want to win it, you know. And um, I, yeah, so we, um, I wasn't pushing it necessarily, but I was enjoying getting out and I was trying to keep fit and keep healthy. Um, and um, yeah, it just wasn't happening. And I'd been on the pill for kind of what, 10 years? Um, kind of throughout uni in my 20s yeah. and came off that and my periods didn't come back um, straight away and okay. um, I yeah I didn't really think much of it because I thought oh well this is probably just a bit of time after um, after her being on pills so I didn't think a huge amount of it and then my periods were quite irregular after that and I wasn't having them very frequently and I guess the reason why I could say that I we as Charlie's mentioned we do have a lovely daughter Jasmine who's two and I'm, a, I'm pregnant now so it is a happy ending story I guess yeah. but we did end up going through rounds and rounds and rounds of fertility treatment I was under the hospital for a very long time a huge amount of stress a yeah. huge amount of upset um had a massive massive impact on both me and Bart um and um our lives really it totally turned my life upside down really for quite a long time in fact I thought we weren't going to be able to have children yeah. um, and um, I guess running was something that was always in the back of my mind there with that so um, as in whether you should be or shouldn't be whether I should well both really yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, I guess for context this is useful to maybe know that I'm a GP but <laughs> I I, I'm definitely not coming to this podcast with a contact from like a medical advice yeah. point of view, but and I anything I do say that kind of sounds like advice or knowledge, <laughs> please take the pinch of salt for today, <laughs> just because I'm coming from it from a kind of mates having a chat point of view. Yeah. But um, I guess there was something around kind of with fertility, it's kind of recommended that you have a really healthy diet and you really um, you do exercise and. Mm-hmm. Um, not not everyone but a lot of people who are going through fertility problems can sometimes be a bit overweight and so the recommendation is to kind of reduce their bmi down yeah and ensure they're healthy and so there's this kind of recommendation to keep really healthy so that you can conceive but there's also this recommendation that um if your bmi is low or if you do any sort of exercise that could kind of affect your hypothalamic pituitary axis which kind of then kind of triggers um, you to ovulate and have a menstrual cycle yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no but I just mean it in the sense I'm not trying to use medical jargon I'm just meaning it's just in the sense that actually like 
there is an impact, I think. And there's a lot that isn't really known about yeah. your menstrual cycle and well, I think exercise. I'm saying I think I'm saying <laughs> No, no, I think I'm saying that is just because first of all, thank you for talking about this kind of stuff because you know, it's not always easy putting this kind of stuff out. But also to like slow down so that we make sure that we understand what we're talking about. You're kind of saying like there's when you're going through fertility stuff, there's there's two there's a spectrum of health and I mean that's like another conversation, isn't it? What is healthy? But you've got overweight and then you've got underweight and then the potential pitfalls of being underweight you were saying was to do with the yeah so band. yeah so and that's produce production of hormones which i guess you need to produce the right hormones for yes a successful yeah conception to, to, yeah exactly exactly that so yeah without yeah. going into too much detail yeah exactly about the birds and the bees and i thought you were going to teach me about the birds and the bees today <laughs> <Rach. laughs> charlie you can ask your mum <laughs> um no well yeah yeah totally and i think yeah, it's, it's essentially that, isn't it? And I think the, the thing is, is I've always had a normal BMI, so mm. I've never been underweight. Yeah. I'm not a professional athlete or even, yeah. I wouldn't even have described myself as an athlete. I just went for some runs, you know? Yeah. And I think it was suddenly for me, like I was then at these doctor's appointments where I was being told that I should stop running Yeah. to try and help my, because they were and like, like you said, you were doing like four runs a week maybe. Yeah. Of yeah, yeah, what yeah. like duration like so I don't know max eight ten miles yeah 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 um so yeah I wasn't doing masses no um and um yeah and I guess I was doing the old long fell race actually at that time but then what you're um, saying is when that's so, coming up in a hospital appointment and yeah. you're there because you and Bart like really want to have kids yeah and you know that's got to be challenging anyway. Yeah. Someone's even now pointing the finger at your running potentially as a like a roadblock to what you guys are, are hoping for. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think it was just and I for me it was this sudden unknown. And even as a doctor, I was like, really? Do I need to stop running here? <laughs> like, there's people like Paula Radcliffe who like yeah. were training like <laughs> doing two runs a day and. Yeah. Um, got pregnant really easily, you know, like Jess Ennis won medals, got pregnant, had a year off, then went back and won another medal, you know, like, you're just like, wow, okay, is this something that I need to think about? And I think, I guess the thing that I've learned in all of this, and I guess what we've ended up chatting about is actually that everyone's body's different. And I will never know to this day now whether tapering and going on like really cutting back on my running which is what I did but also a national kind of something some little um disease in China was starting off (laughs) back in um, the beginnings of 2020 and then we we all the fertility units closed and we actually ended up getting pregnant naturally during lockdown um having had in my late teens numbers and rounds of fertility treatment so it's like we'd had a lot of fertility treatment yeah and which um yes. some had some yeah a couple of it had ended in miscarriages and then and you, you just don't know how much running had yeah. affected that and obviously yeah. a really stressful time but we fortunately got pregnant and i know i still don't know to this day what it was but there i guess there were a few things that following on from that kind of um 
I, I, I do wonder about with the running that I think um, maybe for this, this time round, because I've obviously got pregnant again, yeah. um, I did change a little bit and I wonder whether that there are things that have impacted, which yeah, is okay. um, potentially interesting. But I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's just a funny one, and I it we, when we've talked about it, it's been like, well, this just isn't talked about. Yeah, and, like, and we um, don't know. Yeah, and you see these amazing runners coming like coming through who are incredible, and you're like, well, this just isn't a space where women talk openly about whether they're having periods or not, yeah. and whether they're and and as we've talked about from a kind of physio point of view, yeah. if you're not having a period, the impact on your bone density is massive, yeah. and actually that has long term implications, not just. <laughs> Um, not just kind of <laughs> um, for your health generally, but also for performance as a runner. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. So if you're a, like, and particularly in t- teens and early twenties, especially when kind of a lot of that bone is still Forming. being formed. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, I think it's a really important topic and something that women don't really talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk more? I, I, I was sort of saying like. I was thinking, you know, how long into the process was it when there were the doctor first saying, like, you shouldn't be running? Like, how long would you guys been trying and getting to that, you know, like, was that quite a few appointments into the process? Okay, I, yeah, I think so. It's probably about 18 months in. So, so we, it took us, what, four and a half years? So, to yeah, wow. So it was yeah. about 18 months in that I was just actually like, oh, hang on. Running could have something to do with it. And again, I don't know, but... Um, and as a friend, yeah. like it was one of those things that I think you've been maybe quietly struggling with in the background, and mm. then it was like it was getting to a point where it wasn't so easy to keep it like yeah. a lid on it. Or maybe I just got to know you about better around that time. Um, but it did seem really, really hard and really like shit <laughs> to be honest, you know, to be going going through that, and then. I think, yeah, it, it, I had a sim- similar, I had an experience where I was um, just feeling a little bit lightheaded on runs, and for the listeners, don't eat ice cream before you go for your morning run, that was one of the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it ended up, the story ended up with me having some like uh, heart investigations, and I always remember that the nurse who, uh, you know, did my echocardiogram, she'd written... Um, extreme runner and I was like I run six days a week and like since I moved to Sheffield I was like well it'd be good if I could train as much as the other guys at Halam Shahari is like they're all doing like 60, 70, 80 miles a week and I'm like working really hard here to get 40 or 50 miles a week in and this woman's calling me extreme do you know what I mean and it's like there's the running is running is a very different sport isn't it like even at an amateur level lots of us amateurs are still running like six days a week some people doing double days like someone who plays football five aside twice a week or someone who's you know that goes to tennis club twice a week or something I'm not saying all those people are rubbish but I'm saying that the amount of training and the amount of exercise that go in and maybe cycling is another sport that would be similar to running like that but the sports are very they're quite physically demanding, aren't they? Is what I guess I'm trying to say. And then we, where the, when you got to that point in your journey and you went looking for more information, was there not that much out there? 
Well, that well, there really isn't really. To be fair, like you can read a kind of a bit about like the um, like female athlete triad, yeah. which is like the loss of bone density, like irregular absence of periods, yeah, and then like reduced diet. But I was like, oh, I'm not really reducing my diet here, and yeah. like, okay, my periods are regular. There might be another cause for this. Yeah, and so you're kind of aware of that, and then there's kind of. Red S, which is like the relative energy deficiency syndrome, which I was yeah. like, well, maybe, maybe. But then I read about that and it was kind of like, well, maybe, maybe. And I still to this day, maybe it could, that my input in terms of calories maybe yeah. wasn't matching my output. And that is something that kind of, I definitely have, I changed when we thought, well, very fortunately, we, we can see very quickly when trying for a second. So yeah. that was great. But I was doing a lot of running then so it could potentially so i'd just done sierra's and our last yeah. summer yeah like um did the hodgson's um in the lakes and then got pregnant quite quickly after that so yeah. i guess it's like but I, I had changed a little bit with the way i was eating around running which is okay. kind of interesting and how would you um, say you changed though? so i was eating before like i used to run in the morning yeah and not eat before a run ah okay they say that yeah there's quite yeah. a lot like that's down on that in women especially yeah and um, it, so and i come from a family of i've got two sisters and a brother and a mum who runs but and we all run and we would get up in the morning go for a run and almost it's almost like and it, maybe this is psychologically wrong or whatever but yeah. almost like earn our breakfast you know yeah. like you didn't eat until you didn't and you had a really good breakfast but you didn't eat until you had yeah. done a load of exercise you yeah. know and so it's like um, and that's kind of holidays now. I, I don't really remember that massively as teens, but we're all really active now. <laughs> and um, still to this day, like I have to persuade like my family to sit and eat something before, even if it's just a banana or like you yeah. know, like just something a small bowl of cereal. Like, yeah. and I ch- I did change that, and um, I don't I don't know. You don't know what makes no. a difference and what doesn't. But yeah. and I was I'm really quite good at refueling now after a run as well. Yeah, and um, making sure I've eaten. And like I think doing that, um, I think maybe may have had an impact but it definitely i also felt it meant i um lasted longer on runs yeah. and um, felt like i trained well for sierra now and kind of you know knew because was thinking much more about what was what I was taking in and making sure i was getting enough and, and what um, yeah did something influence that is did, did you read something that pointed you towards trying to feel more or there's a little bit around kind of chatting with friends yeah. and um reading yeah yeah so yeah reading there's quite a bit of stuff around kind of i was doing yeah doing a bit of reading around it and chatting to friends mainly yeah and kind of like going back to i mean that was one of the things that you were saying you found particularly helpful because like four and a half years is a hell of a long time yeah. to go through something like that and you were saying that hearing other people's stories like speaking to friends they were the things that were like meaningful and helpful to you Oh yeah, so there's so I don't know when you're going through fertility stuff, um, it feels like everyone around you is just kind of popping a baby popping out. A baby out. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same with anything else. It's the same with if you've got anything else going on in your life. Yeah. It feels like everyone else has got that thing, doesn't it? So I, I'm not saying that it's like, yeah, there's not other issues that are worth and um, like it's not the worst thing in the world. Do you know what I mean? It's I'm not like I don't yeah. want to compare it to other things that. Could be no, awful. there's the, other awful things. Yeah, a broken leg analogy, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Leg, yeah, exactly. And I think having, I, I really, really benefited from a few, a few friends who've gone through similar to just really kind of 
be kind of chat to and yeah. who who I knew just totally got it. Yeah. Um, and that was really nice to know that some people totally got it. And then when you start reading, there's quite there's a load of stuff online that I think is really helpful. And okay. just knowing people get it. And I guess that's the other reason why when we've talked about it before and you were yeah. like, oh, can we, should we do a podcast episode? Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah, you know what, go on then. Like, I'm quite yeah. open about this yeah. stuff. And actually, if having conversation about this means that someone does think it actually, hmm, my periods are, are a bit irregular when I'm running, maybe yeah. I should see a doctor about this then I think that's probably a good thing. Or actually, am I eating enough to meet my running needs? And that sort of thing. I think it is really, really important. And I think it's something that as women, we've also got a huge societal pressure to keep our BMI kind of lower in terms of body image. And I think that's another thing that I I think is really hard. And I think actually as a fit runner it can actually be quite easy oh you mean the pressure on runners generally to keep their BMI lower well there is if you're in terms of performance maybe short term Mm. performance Mm. from I don't know but I I think also just as a female yeah like from kind of body image yeah Um, and I guess it's just kind of being aware of that and I think there is a tipping point where it can be a bit dangerous where Mm. you can kind of tip into that slightly underweight which looks good yeah and people are like, oh, you look so healthy and look good. Yeah. But actually, potentially your calorie input isn't enough. Isn't enough, definitely. Um, and I guess the other thing is people might not, like you did mention about possibly going to speak to your doctor. Mm-hmm. And like people might not want to go speak to the doctor because they might be afraid the doctor said, well, that's because you're running. You need to stop running. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> this is coming at it as a physio. I don't really tell patients who come to me stop running because I just think like I'll be happy if they do the, the exercises I print out do you know what I mean like so you know when you go to I think the medical world the way we treat healthcare has probably changed from like 50 years ago I feel like people go to you for your opinion but they might not necessarily take it mm-hmm. so like with someone going to the doctor and the doctor saying you feel it's irregular because you're running too much and you stop running like they might still just go, oh, well, you know, I'm going to carry on running. But what the, they might be able to get more help in terms of what, just like a general health check? Well, I guess like it's that. just working At this point in the conversation, we've got a phone um, interfering with the recording. So Rach basically says that um, a doctor might be trying to work out if something is going on in the body for someone who's struggling with this. Um, nobody ever asked her if she was eating enough and that she could probably, you know, or someone could probably try and raise their BMI by maybe one and see if that makes a difference. So, and I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm not someone who's, I've never had a low BMI, yeah. like yeah. kind of early 20s BMI. So it's not, my BMI isn't particularly, yeah. like it's normal, but yeah. it's not particularly low, low, low. So it's just, I think, um, yeah. And so I think that's kind of an interesting one. I guess the other thing to say kind of from a, kind of I think it's, which is really important is that for a lot of people this won't be an issue yeah for yeah. some people this will not be an issue and yeah. it's just if you're having regular periods and you're running yeah. and everything's fine yeah <laughs> carry on crack on like crack on there's nothing to worry about you know and I'm not trying to scare my monkey here yeah. like it's yeah. really not and for a lot of yeah. women there's a lot of runners who will get pregnant very easily yeah. or have regular periods and it's absolutely fine but I guess the one thing is that the I guess the contraceptive pill for me, the um, mm. combined pill, did mask some of the issues potentially that I was having. Okay. So I may have known about them sooner. So that's yeah. an interesting one, I guess. Um, 
and then I don't know there's no and as we know with running and as I know you and Bart will <laughs> sit and chat for hours about yeah. like strategies and whatever there's not like one heart rate or no. one meal plan or one like coaching strategy or like yeah. um <laughs> schedule for your running in the week to the training plan that sort of thing or miles you need to hit yeah we all need to do to kind of run to, to, to be our best you know yeah and that's the same with this um yeah. like so, it's not there's it's going to be different for everyone so um i guess it's just kind of being really in tune with i like it sounds really vague doesn't it i was going to say <laughs> listen and work with your body but that, that sounds a bit vague doesn't it but really just kind of being aware of your own um yeah if there's questions you've got it's like actually maybe that's something i need to look into um, yeah um so yeah um but that's really hard isn't it and we all uh, and as, <laughs> as we, all, we always end up talking about is we all end up kind of um changing bits about don't we like yeah. increasing our mileage decreasing yeah, our mileage, mileage that sort of thing and um yeah and as we said before some people will get pregnant training for an ultra marathon yeah. you know and that's yes. great um but and then others will kind of be doing park run once a week or like yeah. couch to 5k I, I don't actually I don't, I don't know it might I don't know it it's difficult to know isn't it how much it's going to impact but I guess p- potentially for me my body was just a bit more sensitive to the running so um, did, did you stop running so I did kind of I thought you did I did stop for quite so I stopped racing yeah, so I stopped okay. racing for quite a long time. So I think I stopped racing. I, I, I don't know actually how long I stopped racing for, but yeah. I think it was almost a year in total maybe. And then um, let myself do a few bits and pops. And then, but like I was still doing bits. Like I was still, but I was definitely not pushing it. No. Um, um, but for the for when, when we got pregnant the first time, I, I had, we were going through kind of IVF and yeah. um, like cycles and things. And we just, yeah, we... Um, I was definitely not running around then because yeah. um, I was just wanting to do everything. Like wasn't drinking any alcohol, yeah. wasn't drinking any caffeine. It was like <laughs> doing everything I could. <laughs> everything um, <month>. Yeah. <laughs> um, paying a fortune for acupuncture, that sort of thing. You know, like it's just like trying to do everything I could possibly do. But um, Bart yeah. was still running. Yeah, Bart, yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no, I guess the other, the I think the important thing is I don't, I don't, really don't want to scare monger. And if you're... Um, if you're if you're having regular periods, I think it's fine. Yeah. But I guess irregular periods is a bit of a red flag. So yeah, it's something to think about. Um, and um, yeah, I and coming off the oral contraceptive pill, you really should only not really have a period for about three three months max. Okay. Because you can get a bit of a delayed. Yeah. Um, period from coming off that, but if you're if it's going on longer than that, but I was a bit like even this doctor was like, oh, seven eight months, that's fine, yeah. and then another not another one for another four months, that's fine, but actually that's not fine, you know. Yeah. Like, actually, there was something going on there. Okay. I don't know what still, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But I did have the the other thing. I think I did every time I went for a run, I had a bit of guilt. Yeah. Um, which um, I think was a funny one that was the other thing I kind of was hard really really hard about that time is that um I was like oh is this impacting on is this impacting on things so actually there was a good sort of three four year period where I just running was a bit of a head fuck really yeah yeah (laughs) um because I was like am I allowed to be doing this I'm being a bit naughty going up for a run like um but yeah um and still Um, wanting to because, yeah. like you say, it's like 
you know, yeah. especially if you've had a busy day in GP practice and you've been indoors all day. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like it's your, your therapy almost, yeah, getting yeah, outside. Yeah, I'm really and... grumpy if I haven't been for a run. So it's like, yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I don't know, it's an interesting one. But yeah, anyway, there you go. That's. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of something that, I mean, it's, cause it's not just, I remember reading about Haile Gabri Selassie and like Ethiopian mm-hmm. runners. And there's a lot of stuff around it because I think in Ethiopia, they think if you're running, if a man is running well, then he'll have daughters. Oh, I might have got it the wrong way around if he's not, if he's not training. So at least in Ethiopia, I think the, the men get a little bit of the, uh, like, you know, the, <laughs> you, you should maybe do well or not so well if you're running, if, you know, you want to have a boy or have a girl or, you know, at least that they're feeling some of the pressure. Whereas <laughs> it's definitely, it seems like it's another one of those things which is a bit more of a, a woman's struggle. I don't think that no one else was pointing the finger saying, oh, but you need to stop running where they are. That didn't... I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, don't, I, I, I guess it, I, you occasionally get with like, like issues with kind of sperm count and stuff with kind of I don't know, maybe cyclists, or cyclists <laughs> but yeah, yeah I don't I don't know whether there is um occasion I don't know whether there is with running I'm just trying to think um I've not I'm not aware of that no, um, no. Um, I know Bart yeah. was running because yeah. when we got the news Bart told me out on a run oh. and I fully like did a celebration like <laughs> arms aloft running through Exif Woods and took yeah, I think I heard about your celebration <laughs> yeah. there were some good celebrations but yeah we had a lot of support from friends and family so yeah thank you um, <laughs> yours, is, well, yours is up there <laughs> Alan Shearer was imitated in Enclid Park <laughs> are there more things you'd want to share on that subject are there things that you feel you'd want to talk about that you haven't got across I don't know can you think of anything I'm um, yeah, yeah I, I don't know I, I'm just trying to think I guess there's other things there's loads of other stuff around women's health and running that I think is really interesting but oh, we, we don't have time for it necessarily for it today but there's stuff around menopause um, uh, I think there's interesting stuff around um, running during pregnancy yeah. It's quite interesting being pregnant at the moment and running. You do get sometimes get a few funny looks like <laughs> running. And I have actually just stopped running um, the last few weeks, which is really hard, but um, definitely the right thing to do because whenever I've been for a run, it's been quite sore, so I've yeah. stopped now. Um, and um, postnatal yeah. running, I think that's a really tricky one. Yeah. Kind of making sure kind of you're kind of... Especially if you've had a C-section. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just really, really kind of, yeah, taking it nice and slow. But And that's really hard if you're like me, who had kind of <laughs> not been running much before getting pregnant. So it felt like I'd actually be, had quite a long, long break, yeah. really. And then I was like, right, I can do this again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's go. Um, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then there's also some quite interesting stuff at the moment around, kind of, that I've been reading around, kind of, performance and... Um, your time of the time, your time of your cycle. So mm. actually, um, there's some stuff around actually during your, the follicular phase, which is the first half of your menstrual cycle. Okay. Actually, it can be a better time of the month for performance. Yeah. So um, plan your races around yeah, it. Yeah. So it's well, you, in theory, you could. But I'm not. I don't care enough <laughs> well, no, about performance, but yeah. it's quite interesting that I kind of, um, in terms of um, and yeah, 
I still, I, yeah, even when we got pregnant with this current pregnancy, we had, I had very irregular periods. So I, um, and I'd been breastfeeding and stuff, so I'm not quite sure I wouldn't have been able to do that. But, you know, it's just interesting, I guess, in that, like, there's, your, men, our men, your menstrual cycle and running and women's health stuff is all really interesting. There's a lot yeah. of stuff that we don't really know. Yeah. And it's quite interesting that there's, there is some stuff coming out now. And I guess if anyone's interested listening, um, yeah look into it because yeah. <laughs> some there is interesting stuff around that and if you are thinking about performance then um yeah that might be something to look into and i think also then like the opposite of performance is when you have a bad performance and actually it just could be another factor that's mucking your performance up and like yeah that could lead you to so it almost feels like you're going to have to be more patient with yourself throughout the course of a, a month even you might have better running days and worse running days just for those reasons. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I do like being a woman, by the way. It's like, it's, I know, it's, it might just make it sound really tough, doesn't it? It's like, <laughs> it's like more things. What's good yeah. about being a fell running woman? Oh, being a fell running woman's ace, isn't it? Just because... Um, yeah, well, I, I guess what's the difference? There's not really a difference. We just really. we're not. We no, just we're not dissing on. We're not dissing on women now. We're not saying no. it's rubbish being a woman. It's prob- maybe is it rubbish being pregnant. Do you know what? I have actually quite enjoyed being pregnant. I have yeah. enjoyed being pregnant. I, it, I, it, I haven't enjoyed not being able to run so much. I think, but yeah. I think it's only it is only a short time, isn't it? And yeah. um, it's it is such take. a privilege. I'll tell you that in a few weeks. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I think, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I cut you up what's good about being a fell running woman and you just said running. <laughs> well, it, I think it's just great. It's just a great community, isn't it? And everyone's yeah. so friendly, aren't they? Um, I don't think there's anything more specific than that than compared to men and women, really, is there? Not really. No. I can't think of anything. But there are some there are some amazing female runners um, at the moment who are just massively inspiring and great to see. So that's just yeah, that's brilliant. Well, is yeah. that the question? Which fell running legend would you want to go for tea with? <laughs> um, okay, yeah, he texted me about this this morning, Charlie. So I was like, right, okay, I've got a few hours to think about this. Um, do you know what? Um, I there are so many. There are so many amazing fell runners and what I would love to do is get some of the fell running women in a room and just talking about some of this stuff. Yeah. Um, kind of conference. some of the women's health stuff <laughs> and just make it more of an open conversation, I think. Mm. There's not anyone specific. I'm not partic- I'm not a massive sign of celeb no. fan. So even if I saw kind of one of the top runners, I'd probably be unlikely to go and say hi because um, it'd just be too, yeah, it wouldn't. Oh, if I'd ended up chatting to them naturally, then obviously lovely. Yeah. But I'm not someone who's going to kind of ask for an autograph or like <laughs> yeah, um, follow them around. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, they're hugely inspiring. But I guess it's just um, uh, yeah, I think it would be nice just to get a load of people together and have that chat. I think you get a lot. So yeah, okay. Yeah. So it'd be a, a big a big banquet. Yeah, and... a big banquet with lots of runners. Yeah. Okay. And then I'll have that. I'll let you have that. <laughs> it's a nice little skirting around it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's fine. <laughs> what kind of, like, we didn't talk loads about your running, but I remember one time we were here after dinner 
and I'm not going to say the name of the race, but you would like to work towards sort of longer races, do you feel, over the next few years? Is that something that you particularly, you know, feel yeah. leaning towards? I think so. Well, let's, I, I need to see, really, like, I'm literally about to have a baby, so it's like postnatal recovery, and we'll see yeah. how that goes. Um, I'm, I am pretty... Um, Signed by some of the longer races, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed training for Sierra's and now. And yeah. just kind of, yeah, I'd like to do a few things Will that like that. Will that be the longest you would have run uh, um, a race, Sierra's and now? Yeah, I think so. Around look- then. I haven't done a huge... I'd like to do something a bit longer than Sierra's and now, I think, now. Yeah. Um, but I think that might be... I don't know. There's like there's a few that I've done kind of in twenty mid twenty miles, thirty. Yeah. Miles, I think, but it's probably longest. And you like that um, part of distance? Yeah. Yeah, I've enjoyed. Really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm definitely better over kind of like the. Yeah. Longer than t- it's, it's got to be longer than ten miles. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 I'm in the back. Um, pacing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. And um, hopefully, there's lots of fun adventures with that. Yeah. Um, but it's also you never know juggling it with two kids and stuff as well is like and work and everything like that it's just yeah, yeah. it's just gonna it's gonna be fun and interesting but we'll see I don't know how much we're gonna be able to and yeah and how much and what Bart wants to do and how much we're gonna be like juggling what his races are and stuff so we need to balance that out of it um, but yeah, yeah it's gonna be fun definitely I'm gonna you know Bart was saying oh it's gonna be Rachel's turn to uh to do do a bit more of the, on the training so uh yeah we'll be looking forward to seeing what you get up to yeah we'll see i think well he's got a bit of time yet i think <laughs> he's got haversage tomorrow night he's got hasn't haversage. He? you've got haversage tomorrow yeah. as well how are you feeling about it looking forward to it yeah a little a good mile. yeah i did it last year and then it's nice to be able to go from the door yeah that's pretty good to like your job warm up to the start from your front door and then back. Yeah, nice. And as I'll be leaving Habersidge, it's like a little little swan song, isn't it? Oh, it is. So, uh, oh, yeah. Charlie. Are you yeah. going to be up there for Habersidge local top person? Depends who turns up. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. You and Patton got it last year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, it's pretty nifty. Um, It'd well, just yeah. be a big showdown between me and Bart because he, he won dozen, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> You should have held his hand, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, oh, well, good luck tomorrow night. I think it might be a bit late. I think we and Jazz are going to come up to guitar and... Um, good shots. I don't well. know, take some musical instruments and wave at you all, but I don't know whether it might be a bit late by that point, so we'll see. Yeah. Um, but if you're lucky, you'll get some cheering on at Higator. If you had to have a walkout music, Rach. Oh... Oh yeah, I forgot you were going to ask me this. <laughs> and if it um, gets you popped up before a bell race? I don't know who this is by, but I would go with, um, and I don't even know what it's called, what it's called um, Wild Mountain Time. So, do you know, like, will you go, lassie go? No, I don't know um, this one at all. Um, have to check this out. Um, yeah, that's what I'm going for, because I love that song. Okay. You, you picked a really silly song, could be hoping I'll try it cover it on my guitar yeah you could actually sing that I think you've got okay. it in you yeah by Celtic Woman I don't know who it's I don't know it's a really old song okay it's almost nice. like a hymn 
Sounds lovely. Definitely got it in it, in you. Oh well, <laughs> might treat everyone to that then. Yeah, I hope you do. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Was there anything else you wanted to? No, I don't think so. Have you enjoyed being a guest? I at your own house. Being a guest. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Charlie. I've actually, yeah, you've not cooked me dinner. I've had to cook you dinner. Yeah. <laughs> You might get cake out of it. <laughs> yeah, well, cake's always good. <laughs> well, no, it's been lovely to chat to you, Charlie. I hope that um, was okay. <laughs> I'm sure it was. I think, I hope people get something from it. Um, yeah, it's a job to know, isn't it? Like, it's a job to know, especially when you're talking about something like this for an audience, like how much into certain stuff you want to go into. But I think the key... The key thing that I really got from what you were saying was that, like, there's something in there around fueling which is not fully understood yet, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And if I was placed in your situation, I was given the idea of you can either trim your running down or try and eat a little bit more. I know which one I'd be choosing, <laughs> which is trivialising it a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, actually, yeah. like, if that is just... Maybe but you know, the, yeah. that's the place to start. But no, you know, no one said that to me. Like, yeah. honestly, no one said that to me. So, and I don't know whether I'd have heard it, even if they had, I don't know. It's funny, isn't it? Um, but, um, it, yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? It's like, um, yeah, no one really said, um, like, think about nutrition if you are going to carry on running, basically. Um, but yeah. um, but there's also a lot of so much stuff that's not known about. Like there's so much stuff that, and also as a as as a doctor, like there's a, a nothing really in our training about nutrition really. Yeah. Um, absolutely nothing. Um, and like healthy lifestyle stuff is really important um, for GP and that sort of stuff. I've had to go away and kind of learn myself. Learn myself. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, but yeah. Um, no, it's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I think it's just not really, not, yeah. And I th- it's just not known, I think, actually, that's the other thing. And again, and it goes back to that thing I was saying, everyone's different. So for yeah. some people, it will be totally fine, and for others it won't. And it's even fun. now, looking back, and I don't know whether that had an impact or not. It may well have just all panned out. Yeah. My running may have been completely irrelevant to this all, so. It'd be a hard group to do a study on as well, wouldn't it? Like yeah, totally. Like, pregnant women runners trying yeah. like that would be, well, women runners trying yeah, to get trying, pregnant yeah. would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. tough stuff. It would be really interesting. Too. Oh, yeah, and the different, the, just the difference in how people train and do difference. It yeah. just varies so much. You wouldn't get people doing the same stuff to kind of keep it relatively controlled, but yeah. I don't know, yeah. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Rach. <laughs> yeah, it's been lovely to chat to you too. We could carry on, couldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> well, leave it there. <laughs>
it's not a race actually it's the Haversage Pram Challenge for legal reasons um, for the disclaimer I was racing with a lovely chap named Damien Thacker who I knew from university uh, we were on placement together in Rotherham Damien used to enjoy whole bowls of custard on his lunch breaks um, whilst I used to enjoy whatever Rotherham canteen had on offer big fan of hospital canteens always uh, Damien was kind enough to drive us to Rotherham and those were some good times and since moving to Haversidge he is a uh, presence in the village and he said the other day would I be available to join him at the pram race the Haversidge gala theme this year is pantomime so we were dressed as beekeepers with the rather tenuous uh, costume of he's behind you uh, so yep I don't know where he got the beekeeper outfits but I arrived at Damien's after a very professional warm-up and um, our adapted wheelchair had a slight problem so we had a flat on the left rear wheel uh, Damo was kind of getting on with fixing it as I was doing a fantastic job of standing around doing fuck all and uh, not even really attempting to be useful just just being there you know um, keeping quiet I've learned that's something I can do really well if I've not got applicable skills so we fixed the puncture we thought registered for the race put on our beekeeper costumes and uh, joined the rest of Haversidge on the start line there were non-adapted wheelbarrows uh, they just have one wheel there were adapted wheelbarrows with three wheels like ours or a wooden platform at the bottom and two little wheels underneath so still three wheels and oh, I wonder how long the route is I imagine it's about a mile or something um, basically you start off outside Haversidge swimming pool for those that know the village um, it's 1.17 miles we were moving for 11 minutes you uh, push your pal in the pram or wheelbarrow up to the top of the hill towards the main road you down half a pint um, Damien played that absolute blinder down that lane he was rapid um, and we overtook a few people there I tell you what there was a point where because he was the tactical masterclass of the piece so he said make sure you don't get to the red line so we're pushing up the big hill and uh, Damo calls to tag in for me to jump in you know jump out of the wheelbarrow and take over and as I jumped out of the wheelbarrow another chap named Charlie uh, nearly fully took me out but I evaded it with cat-like reflexes um, so I evaded this this wheelbarrow and, and took over and pushed Damo to the top of the hill uh, we went down to the main road from there round the bend we switched over and I pushed us towards yeah we went into a little um went to a little residential estate so we did a little loop around Moreland Avenue um, 
some you know pretty speedy stuff. I think we've reached about fourth or fifth position by this point. Um, the wheelbarrow rear wheel, which we had failed to fix, unfortunately, was making awful noises and sounded a bit deflated. But we made ourselves to the Little John pub, had another half pint downed. Then we ran towards Haversage Fire crew who uh, had a hose plugged in to hose us down with water which is obviously exactly what you need at this point in the race to the George where we had another half now after two pints of ale I thought oh that light amber ale would be lovely but it was a lager and it left a few bubbles in the system but um, I was okay I was I was doing well with the push in the wheelbarrow, less well with the, the drinking. Not a big drinker here, so this was quite good fun. So I went from the George to Sangham's. Uh, I did some great pushing here, really, you know, top draw stuff, gaining down on the uh, podium positions. We got to Sangham's, had a, I imagine, a Kingfisher. Um, pushed on, got to Coleman's, so I'm assuming Marzi were... Oh no, we had one outside the bank house as well. So what would that be now? Half number four. I was very tempted by a Coca-Cola. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I kept drinking. And uh, Damien was slightly quicker on the beers than I was. But um, he was appreciative of my uh, running. And uh, we went on to Marzi, where we had another half. And then from there, it was the full assault to the Scotsman's pack. We had one at the bank house. I don't know if I mentioned that. They're all halves. Um, it's lovely that they uh, they tapped into my southern drinking style, uh, providing me with a you know a reasonable amount of uh, beer. And from there, we went to the Scotsman's Pack, and some great pushing again. But by this point, <laughs> you're kind of sitting in the front of the wheelbarrow, hoping not to vomit everywhere. Uh, I didn't. You're getting um, water bombs thrown at you from the local village children who are absolutely loving it. Uh, and yeah, we took a left down towards the Scotsman's Pack, put in some real speed here. And then just before we got over the last speed bump, Damien said, mate, mate, get out, you know, like swap over. And he was right because the last thing you need when you're necking a beer is to be completely out of breath. So we arrived in at third very proud of this uh apparently we are the first team that reached the end of the race without chundering and <laughs> the lad in hot pants who must have been sick about five times outside the scotsman's and uh yeah i don't know i hope i've uh, sold the event it is pretty pretty good fun had a little beer in um the Scotsman's afterwards had a great chat with a software engineer about autism, as you do. Uh, it was just a fantastic night. And um, somehow my beekeeper costume had mould on it already. And I, I'm pretty sure it only got wet over the course of the evening. But yeah, great entry to have a Sid Pram race. It's not a fell race. Um, but it's definitely a race of uh, great potential and I was pleased to get on the podium um, I'd 
I guess I should be doing a report on Havisage Gala Fell Race, where me and Bart continued our head-to-head. He is claiming that he's beaten me at Millhouse's Park Run, which he has, and Dudden Valley, which which he has. Uh, I think I got the better of him at Fairfield, because he pulled out. And I've now got the better of him at Havisage Gala. But... Um, the real highlight of Havisage Gala was seeing the podcast guest, Rachel Steen, and the much-celebrated Jasmine cheering us on on Higator. And I would like to play Rachel's um, song request to uh, play this episode out. So... Hope you've enjoyed this rambling in outro. Um, I hope I've not mashed me words up too much. I hope I uh, I did get a text. Damien basically said I was raw power, so I just wanted to get in that about my uh, <coughs> wheelbarrow pushing uh, abilities. And uh, we'll see what we've got here for. Will ye go? Lassie Go, which actually on my warm-up I discovered Ronan Keating's done a version of. Um, but let's hope I can uh, match Mr Keating. So, lovely of you all to tune in. Uh, I hope you found this episode as enjoyable as I did. hope you're having a lovely week as I am. I'm off to Love Trails Festival this weekend, so it's a new Charlie Baker with a beer in his hand for the week. And... Um, Let's see what we can do for you. Uh, one second, I've just got the wrong chords coming up here. I will apologise, don't think the the chords, I don't think the guitar playing is particularly fantastic, but anyway, here we go. Oh, the summer time has come and the trees are sweetly blooming Oh, the wild mountain thyme Grows around the blooming heather Will you go, lassie, go And we'll all go together To pull wild mountain thyme all around the blooming heather Will you go, lassie, go? I will build my love a bower By yon cool crystal fountain And round it I will pile All the while Flowers of the mountain Will you go, lassie, go And we'll all go together To pull wild mountain time All around the blooming heather Will you go, lassie, go I will range 
roams through the wilds and the deep glens say dreamy and return with their spoils to the bower of my dearie will you go lassie go and we'll all go together to pull wild mountain time all around the blooming heather will you go lassie go if my true love she'll not come then i'll surely find another to pull wild mountain Will you go, lassie, go? And we'll all go together And pull wild mountain time All around the blooming heather Will you go, lassie, go? One more time, we'll all go together to pull wild mountain time all around the blooming heather will you go lassie go will you go lassie go I would just like to apologise to all the people of Scotland and Fee Pascal. That was the podcast. We talked about running. We talked about other things too. Thank you for joining. We hope you enjoyed it. That was on the bait foot.